You're listening to an all-new episode of Self-Made Strategies. Visit selfmadestrategies.com for new episodes, information about our guests, and a whole lot more. Our guest on this episode is a Philadelphia sanitation worker, which you would not expect would be coming on to a Self-Made Strategies podcast episode, but he's taken his position and found an innovative and entrepreneurial way to bring awareness to the need for additional PPE and what sanitation workers are going through on a day-to-day basis, especially because of all of the pressure on the sanitation system because of COVID-19. More people are home, therefore more trash, and 200 out of 1,100 sanitation workers, according to the union, have gotten sick with COVID-19, and the impact of that has weighed heavily on on the city's sanitation system. So, Terrell, we appreciate having you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, one of the innovative things that you've done, aside from raising money for more PPE, is to build this amazing organic following on social media, on Instagram. You're up to, I think, a little over 19,500 followers today. Is that right? 19.7. 19.7. Wow. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's such a cool thing to see and and hats off to you for, you know, just turning this very negative time into an opportunity to bring a positive light to a very important issue. Uh, so really excited to get to know you, really excited to get some of your uh, tips for social media and for organic growth, which has been pretty cool. I've seen you everywhere. You're on the Inquirer. You're on all these morning shows. Such, such a yeah, cool thing, it's- man been a crazy ride, but I'm ready. I, 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 I'm willing and ready to ride it all out. That's awesome. All right. So let's start from the beginning. Walk us back to before this all happened for you. Obviously, you know, COVID-19 happens. That puts a lot of pressure on you. How long have you been a sanitation worker? And then bring us up to, you know, sort of the day or the moment that it hit you that you could create this platform to bring your message to the community. Yeah, so my first day as a sanitation worker for the Philadelphia Sanitation Department was December 30th, 2019. So I've only been a sanitation worker for about eight months now. Um, you know, I had a good first three months of pre-COVID, and when COVID hit, um, it hit us just like it hit the rest of the world. People were getting sick, people were quarantined, trucks were going down. And then we noticed that the trash was so much more. It was uh, the numbers they're saying is almost up to 35% more trash now. I saw a couple of articles with the public questioning the integrity of my coworkers and I. Some people were saying we're doing sick abuse. Some people was like, we come when we want to. Some people was like, I haven't seen a trash man in three weeks. And I was like, People don't really know or understand what we are going through. And how can I expect them to when there's no communication of that aspect? There's no liaison, there's no, you know, you know, um, communicator, there's no mediator. Um, and then with me being the person that I am, I talk all day long to every resident on my route. I'm just that guy. I just talk to everybody, hey, hey, miss, you know, hi, how you doing, how's your day going, stay safe, this, that, and the third. So it was, um, I had a couple of conversations with some people really close to me, and I was just a little, like, deterred, like, the public doesn't know what it's like to be a trash man, 
I think I'm going to let them see. So June 17th was my first post. Um, I just created the Instagram and I was like, I just want to give you guys an insight to what it is to be in uh, a trash man in, in the city of Philadelphia. And it wasn't until my first live where I gave a real time trash update, which I didn't know was a, uh, 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 there was a craving for by the public because people just did not know just, you know, what they, what the trash department was, the sanitation department was on. People didn't know when their trash was being picked up. So when I got my, my marching orders in the morning, I went live and was like, hey, guys, in the real world is Wednesday. In the trash world, it's Monday. <laughs> so, <laughs> so everybody then knew that we were on Monday's route. So everybody who has a Monday trash day was swarming to pick their things out, and they got picked up that day. And they were like, oh, my God, it came the day. You were right, just at the third. So that kind of fireball domino effect to this huge, you know, um, growth in my followers. So I went from, like, 300, 400 to, like, 3,000, 4,000 in a week. And that's, um, you know, so I said, hey, going live is a thing. So then the next part, I was like, let me help them help us. And start giving out tips like, hey, drill a hole in the bottom of your trash can so that when it rains, the water can release. And I'm not spending two hours on one block dragging 22 100-pound cans to the truck. And that tip just fireballed. So they was like, give us more tips. Give us more tips. And I start getting DMs. What about wood? We'll take the wood if you tie it up. What about couches? We take couches. What about mattresses? You got to wrap it in plastic. And we'll just... So then all the tips and all the things, and then me still going live. And, and, you know, I try to go live at least two or three times a week to let people know where we're at. And I give them the up-to-date correction information. And then I notice that the streets department start pinning out notices. Not saying I inspired that, but, hey, I did it first. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. And so your your tag on Instagram is at underscore yafave trash man, all one word, Y-A-F-A-V trash man, all one word. Um, And yeah, you post really interesting content. You bring a lot of awareness also to the impact of covid on the sanitation workers. How are things going internally with the, the city of Philadelphia sanitation department? We are getting better. Co-workers are starting to return to work. Um, and with the efforts of the public and the support of the public, it's been a real turnaround. Morale is really up, um, from, you know, some of my, uh, you know, support sanitation had hashtags with the signs and everything. People are out water and Gatorade. People are excited to come to work. Donations from, uh, some medical companies for, with PPE and some, um, some cleaning companies gave us, you know, 10 cases of hand sanitizer, 10 cases of disinfectant spray. So we're actually being, we're actually a lot safer now because of the public's love and help than we were when COVID first started. So that's why I did the t-shirt campaign. Cause mm-hmm. you know, Philly way, you know, you from, if you're from Philly, you know, if someone doesn't do for you, you do for yourself. That's right. So Absolutely. Yeah. I started, I had the t-shirt campaign. It just ended um, last week. My goal was 2,000 shirts, and I ended up selling 2,024 shirts, raising over $32,000 in four weeks. That's incredible. Really, really yeah. cool. 
Now, yeah. what what have you done with those funds? Have you used them specifically directly for PPE or are you sort of using them for something else? No, I have not used it. I have not touched them yet. I have uh, requested invoices and quotes from like 10 different companies. And then I'm working really closely with my business manager of the union. And I want him to have the last final say so before we cut checks on anything and buy things. And right now, the you know, the door is open. We were talking about uniforms and, you know, uh, proper PPE, cleaning supplies. We're just kind of the world is our oyster right now. We just want to make, you know, every dollar count um, for the sanitation department, for us to be taken care of for at least, you know, the winter and flu season. Very cool. Very, very cool. So let's talk about you've done a couple of interviews now. Now, who's interviewed you thus far? Because this is this is a really cool part of your story is you're uh, you're on okay. morning shows, you're on newspaper right, me, articles. I'm going to go in order. I'm going to try to go in order. All um, right. My first podcast was How's Your Driving with uh, my friend Tezra. Then I did a podcast with the Philly Blunt podcast. Um, then um, Channel 10, uh, a reporter named Aaron. Uh, was like my first time on TV. And then after Aaron, Channel 6 contacted me. So I was on Channel 6, then CBS, then Fox followed me for a little while on the route in the rain. And then from Fox, um, I've done a technically article mm -hmm. uh, where they're kind of doing the same thing. They wanted to know the seven tips to how I use Instagram to, to, as advocacy and not you know for profit. Right. Then it was the Daily News and the Empire, which I made the cover of. Um, there was another article, uh, Prism. Our Prism did an article. Um, and then from the Empire, I got contacted by Good Morning America. Um, wow. Cruz is a national uh, a Good Morning America reporter. So then she released her report. And from her report, um, it propelled me to be on uh, Worldwide News with David Muir. Um, and then Channel 3, Channel 6, Channel 10. I did a WHYY radio, um, kind of everybody. That's incredible. It's really, really incredible. What you've done in such a short period of time is just absolutely amazing, I think. Uh, I, I mean, it, it is, but I see it as this is long overdue. Um, I just wanted to bridge the gap between the sanitation department and the public because everybody knows growing up in Philly, you are taught to hate your trash man. You are taught that your trash man is lazy. They throw your cans. They break your stuff. They don't care about your job. We just did a collective check. That is so not, I even believe it. That is so not the case. Not the case at all. So I think now the public has a better understanding of what it is that we do what it is that we deal with, what it is that we go through, and what we need to be, and how we need to be supported. Yeah, two things that resonate with me, um, you know, after meeting you, obviously, we met because you were seeking legal advice. So we won't we won't get into those details, obviously. But uh, you, you, we met through that channel. And then, you know, just getting to know you, I immediately picked up on your positive energy, and your focus on, you know, bringing awareness to the issues that that your colleagues in the sanitation department are facing. And, and I really appreciate that. The other side is I grew up in North Philly as well. So seeing another North Philly guy just coming up and, and doing something good for the community always, uh, you know, brings some warmth to my heart. So, so thank you for both of those things. Uh, I, I, I really I, appreciate I, what you're doing. I, 
I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about those legal things. And that's why, um, I, I, you know, as North Philly guys, we come from the muscle. So I'm always going to be grounded. I'm always going to be humble. I'm never going to be too big to do anything for anybody. Somebody could DM me right now and say they need me to come help them. I don't care. I'm, that's just who I am. So, and that's why I'm doing, that's why I run the page the way I run it. That's why I do interviews the way I do it because, you know, it's another stigma that, you know, trash men don't, can't speak. They don't know anything. They don't have any culture and everything. You know, I have a theater background. You know, I was a professional dancer for four years. So I've toured, you know, I went overseas and danced in Panama. So there's a lot to a lot of my coworkers and I that people don't understand. So, you know, that's why I like to, I let, I let the personality come out. You know, it's fun. I love, I love my job. It's really fun. And then also, this is not just a Philly issue. A national issue. Like I, when I say national, I mean I've talked to people in New Orleans. I've talked to somebody in Baltimore. New Orleans has been on strike since May fifth. Wow, wow, that's incredible. I mean, I mean, Baltimore had Baltimore did the same thing that Upper Darby is doing. Baltimore had to shut down their sanitation department to quarantine for three weeks because they had an outbreak. So that, and that so that's that's kind of where the tip I'm on down is like. Okay, we did the the, the the t-shirt campaign, we raised the money, now we have money for PPE and cleaning supplies. But number one is hazardous pay. And I need the government to pass a bill to deem sanitation essential. Because once we get that done, then hazardous pay should not even be an issue. Because there's so many tests done, there's so there's so much language on how hazardous sanitation is. That it's a no-brainer why we shouldn't get hazardous pay. Right. Some of your posts on Instagram, I know uh, a few, uh, about a week or so ago, we're recording this on August 27th of 2020. A week or so ago, you posted that picture. It was a, a swipe on Instagram, first of the baby possums that you found in, yeah. in a trash can. And then um, I think the next picture was a trash can that was obviously just overridden with maggots, right? Those maggots were on steroids. <laughs> Philly maggots, right? Philly maggots, yes. I, 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 they they might have been coming from the lake or something. They might have just got that. Looking at it. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I grew up in Philly, as we, as we were saying as well, and we used to say that the uh, the squirrels. I went to Temple undergrad, and okay. uh, the squirrels at Temple are definitely North Philly squirrels. I mean, they're they're brazen. They come up to you. They don't run away from you. So, uh, and I live by Temple now. I live by uh, Temple now, and it's the same way. It's like the, the squirrels that you dealt with, I'm, de <laughs> I'm dealing with the grandkids. <laughs> like, it's no different. I mean, squirrel, you walking out the door, you stop your foot, the squirrel goes, are you okay? Like, yeah, so, now, so now, so how about you couple that with all the restaurants being shut down with all the translating at the Rolex now? When you Imagine picking up a bag and there's a rodent hanging halfway out of it eating. And you're like, oh, yeah. So, you know, so, yeah, man. So all of the things that we go through, I just want to have some some uh, content and some, some, some real insight for the public. Because, you know, and that post is one of my most performing posts. And people are like, what did you do with the possum? I'm like, this, this is what I'm saying. I went from trash man to animal control back to trash man in 10 minutes. Then we had to drag the can to the woods, dip the can over, 
tap the can until the baby possum came out. And, you know, he's screeching for his mom. So I'm like, I hope the mom doesn't come out all aggressive. Then we, like, you know, so, it, but as, literally, it was just a normal thing. Yeah, that's yeah, incredible to, just to get a behind the scenes look. And again, I, I at least speak on behalf of the people that I know. We all appreciate what you guys do. So uh, keep doing what you're doing. We we can't thank you enough. And yeah, I, I don't know how the government can look at sanitation workers and not say that you're essential, especially at this point. Right. I think it's time for them to wake up and start doing something. And I know, I know everyone's dealing with COVID in their own way and everyone's pressured and everyone, but literally the two industries that I say have like awakened is your grocery cashier and your sanitation worker. Imagine a hundred people going to the, the supermarket and everybody has to do self-checkout. Yeah. I mean, every time I do self-checkout, I know there's a comedian that's done this joke before, but every time I walk up to the machine, I look for like the person that's supposed to help, you know, and I kind of give them that look like we make eye contact. Like, I don't know if I'm properly trained to operate this device. (laughs) Literally, every time I do self-checkout, I get that. Please wait for assistance. I'm like, I just, I just want to do it right. One time. Just one time I want to do it right. Just one a, time. You know, and, and why why are these machines not at this point like a standard, right? Some of them you gotta put the, the thing down in the checkout area so that yeah, it weighs you got it. The bag, it has to weigh it. Yeah, it's it's so complex. And then, you know, it always you're right. Every single time, no matter where I'm at, Target, BJ, supermarket, whatever it is. I always somehow mess up the transaction. We're Despite, brothers in that area. We're seriously. We're, and so then, <laughs> so then, so let's switch back to sanitation. Yeah. Why hasn't, um, I just, I just had this um, thought this week. Why hasn't technology touched sanitation yet? There's no revolutionary gloves. There's no revolutionary uniforms. There's no revolutionary boots. I will pay top dollar for someone to show me what a sanitation boot looks like. All they say is work boots and all they are for construction. My boots only last four months. I'm taking 35,000 steps a day, uphill, downhill. Then you deal with all the stuff I'm stepping in, grass, cement, stuff juiced from the truck, you know, then you deal with the rain and this, and you know, so I, I would love for to have a conversation with all these companies that are into technology. Make a sanitation glove, make a true puncture-proof glove where needles and rusty nails and all that stuff can't go through. And then, you know, all these athletes have all this gear. Sanitation is a sport. I would love for just like this shirt right here with the reflector. I would love if this was dry fit, not 100% polyester cotton. So that when I sweat, it weighs an extra 10 pounds. So, so, so these are the things that I want to push. These are the things that I want to get out there. These are the tables that I want to sit at and have conversations with people like, hey, this is, this is the perfect time to have these kind. And that's why I use the Instagram for that platform. I don't know if you saw, but I actually had a state rep. We threw trash. And we've been texting and everything. And we're actually going, 
we're going live tonight at seven. So he can give me his his recollection of throwing being a sanitation worker for a day. And I tell you, when I met him at the yard, his shirt was soaked. He needed a new shirt. Yeah, um, I can imagine. I mean, especially in these, you know, Philly obviously being a very humid and hot uh summer city, the tarmac, the the asphalt is just reflecting nothing but heat in your face, right? The whole time. And and then add my truck doesn't have air. Right. Of course. And the, the engine of the truck sits right near the cab. Right. So whatever degrees it is outside, it's like 15 degrees hotter in the truck. So then wow. I battle with, do I sit in the truck for two blocks while I drive or do I walk? Or do I, you know, so these are all the things that I just, just feel like is long overdue for, for it to be important to the government. Hopefully your colleagues appreciate what you're doing. What has been the sanitation department's response to this? Because out of curiosity, I don't know how, you know, a, a city governmental entity would react to one of their employees going behind the scenes and saying, hey, we're going to start posting stuff on Instagram. So what, what's been the, the reaction overall with with all of this? Um, absolutely nothing. Not a word, um, not a reach out, literally just um, they, they I did an article and they reached out to the department and the department says, uh, literally, they said, we are aware of the Instagram account and we thank him for being a face for sanitation, but he is not an official spokesperson for the sanitation department of Philadelphia. And that's my last word. A little bit of a bureaucratic response, I'll, I'll say that. But um, yeah, I mean, how does that make you feel overall, though? Is that a, an issue for you or are you just cool with it? As long as they leave you alone, you're good. I mean, at this point, I know I'm doing what's right so as long as i keep doing what's right it doesn't phase me at all like i you know i see them sometimes i'm like how you doing they say hi and that's it like you know a lot of my co-workers call me antonio brown because i like you know because you know he had the video inside when coach Tomlin <laughs> was talking so <laughs> funny, but you know and, and, and but and jokingly they all are so appreciative that a, a light is being shined on us. Like, I mean, I, I talk a lot. A lot of the reasons why I started the, the Instagram page was I talked to people that have 33 years in, and they're like, "Man, I wish this was different." I was like, "After 33 years, it's still not different. It's, it's, there's no way that that's acceptable. There's no way that's acceptable." Right. Yeah. Um, that's that is unfortunate. Yeah. So I just, I just saw, I mean, it's like all the stars aligned, right subject, right time, right personality, right platform. I mean, literally I tell everybody, everyone say, how did you do it? How did you do it? I said, literally just being truthful and authentic. I haven't reached out to any media outlet. They all have reached out to me. And that's the God's honest truth. I've never slid into a DM or anything. They all reached out to me, and I, and one reporter said, the way you handled how I reached out to you. So I have a link tree, got a request, a media request form. That's my manager. She's like, yep, media request form. Once you make worldwide news with David Miro, media request form. <laughs> she have a Google calendar, you know, because what people don't realize is this is my, you know, this is what I'm doing as a hobby, as a passion, because I, I, I want to see a revolutionary sanitation department. But from seven to three, I'm on this route throwing trash. So I cannot do it alone. So 
as long as I stay truthful, as long as I stay authentic, as long as I keep giving um, my followers what they need. I don't I don't even believe in giving followers what they want. You need to give them what they need because they don't even realize what they need sometimes. And everybody right now needs trash update. Somebody was like, so what do you want to do once we're caught up? Once we get caught up, then we talk about how you guys are going to help us get hazardous pay. Is There's no stopping. There's no stop because we need the public to show up because we can, there's only 1,100 of us. There's 5 million people. Yeah, it's, gonna, yeah. Who do you think they're going to listen to? Right. That's a, that's a great point. And, and again, I, I appreciate what you're doing in terms of advocacy for yeah. the message and not so much. And, and to your point, you're not really self-interested. Of course, there's always a little bit. You're the one running the account and you're the face of it. But it is what it is, right? It's it's about the message. It's about the Im- overall impact. It's about what you're doing to help sanitation workers hopefully lead a little bit better lives. Yeah, and um, I'm not just talking in Philly. I'm talking nationwide. Nationwide. This, this needs to be a thing nationwide. And that is my goal. That is That is truly my goal. Now, what do you see as the evolution of this? I know you talked about, you know, not stopping with, just getting caught up from COVID-19, continuing the messaging with regard to, you know, hazard pay for sanitation workers, uh, more appreciation for sanitation workers, et cetera. But with respect to going national, do you see yourself some in some way collaborating with other sanitation workers from different cities? Are you hoping that other people will do the same thing and then you guys can team up or, or what do you see as the big picture? All of the above. I'm hoping, I would love to, uh, get with some people in other cities, um, other urban cities as well, and, um, you know, collab. Um, also, I would honestly, you know, I kind of do a plug, but I would love to be hired to do this for other unions. Um, I, I, as, I, as I do this and as I advocate, I see that it's not just a sanitation department issue. The post office is going through something. The libraries are going through something. Teachers for, are forever going through something. And I think I've found a way and my own special way to help teach what I did and mobilizing the public for your cause. So, you know, I'm, I'm just, I just, I would love to, you know, if someone wants to hire me to help them or if someone wants to, you know, so I'm all down for, for all of the above because at the end of the day, it's going to make the world better. Yeah, I love it. So, all right, let's talk about your seven tips for Instagram success. You 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 became an Instagram expert overnight almost, right? And yeah. uh, so technically, uh, which is technical.ly, for those of you who are listening that want to check it out. And so on this article, you give seven tips on Instagram advocacy from viral sanitation worker Terrell Hagler. That's awesome. I just think it's so cool. Um, All right. So number one was be authentic. And I think we've covered that to a degree with what you were talking about before. Um, Always remembering your why. Give us a little bit of detail about how you came up with that concept to begin with. Was there something that happened to you in your life that made you realize that you have to remember what your purpose is for what you're doing? Where, Where did that come from? Sure, I'm a dad. That's where it comes from. I'm a dad of three. Um, my daughter, my oldest daughter, will be nine on Saturday. So you know, when I, I had kids, I had my first child at 22. And I'll tell a quick story. Um, when we were, when we found out we were pregnant, um, the doctor was just handing um, my ex-wife 
all of these books, how what to what to expect when you're expecting this, that, and third, and then. And I was like, all right, hit me, doc. What you got for the dads? And the doctor was like, uh, <laughs> most times dads aren't here. So I was just like, what? So with that being said, I've always been an active father, very hands-on, very involved. And um, I came up with this thing that I base my parenting on the fact that I want my kids, whatever they choose to do, that's fine. I just want them to be productive citizens in society. And I just want them to have a, a vast amount of tools in their tool bags for life. Whether it's problem solving, whether it's communicating, whether it's networking, whether it's getting out of a jam, whether it's thinking on your, on your feet quickly, whether it's emergency things. I just, that is my whole basis for parenting. So when I flip that into the Instagram, why I'm doing this is very simple. It is to help my coworkers and I stay safe, be safe, and to revolutionize sanitation for generations to come. So that if my son wants to grow up and be a trash man like me, he doesn't have to worry about not having adequate PPE. He doesn't have to worry about not having cleaning supplies. There'll be a sanitation boot. There'll be a sanitation uniform so that his life as a sanitation worker can be a little bit better than mine. That is my, that is my why. And that I, I stand on that with two feet, 10 toes down. <laughs> love that. Uh, I love that saying too. I want to actually just take a quick sidebar just to mention that PPE, I think, you know, this is a new term for a lot of us, right? It's a new term that came out of the whole COVID-19 pandemic. But I want to make it clear that PPE is personal protection equipment. So in the context of sanitation workers, we're not just talking about COVID-19 PPE, right? Masks, etc. Oh. It's like what you said, proper boots, puncture-proof gloves, appropriate clothing. And I even I even add the truck in that. There's no way that I can be in a truck on a 110-day with no air. That is hazardous to me because I have asthma. What if I'm sitting in the truck too long, the window's not down, I have asthma. So I'm adding the trucks in that too. I mean, across the board, across the board, it has to change. So yes, when I say PPE, I mean all of the above. Even down to... Um, maybe socks and stuff like that, you know, just because some when you're in the wintertime out there, it is cold. It is cold. And I'm, we've had sanitation workers get frostbite on their toes. Yeah. And on their hands. So it's, 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 it's just, it's, these are just things that people don't think about and they don't know. So I just, if I got to be the voice, and the bald head sanitation guy that keeps talking about it, then that's me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's a good voice and a good message. So I, I really appreciate that. All right. The next tip is using data to your advantage, which is not a tip that I would expect. And I don't think most people would expect that, that you know, especially someone you, you have 85 posts on Instagram as of today, which is incredible. I mean, you're the rapidity with which it's it's just exponential the way that your account is blowing up. So I love it. I just love watching it as a bystander. But so give us a little bit of that. What are you talking about when you say using data to your advantage in layman's terms? And how did you come up with that strategy? Um, it kind of kind of hit me. So um, what I didn't know is when you get to a certain amount of followers, your Instagram changes and 
it, it moves differently and it works differently because you have a certain amount of um, followers. So before I hit that point, you know, Instagram gives you insight and you can see when your followers are most active on your account, what time do they, do you get the most likes and everything? So when I was building my, when I was trying to build the, the spread the, the word and build my followings, I would only post when I knew they were online or when I knew they were most active. So just for an example, most of my followers are active Monday through Friday between noon and six. Does it make sense for me to only post on Sundays at four? Right. That makes sense. Exactly. So I started curving and detailing my posts to when they were active. So once I go live or anything, I have the most people looking at my live. And then it's honestly just understanding the data, knowing that I have peaks. You know, during the day, my peak time is 2.30. Around 2.30, if I post, within 10 minutes, I have like 600 likes. So understanding that helps me advocate easier so that now I just post in and then I just let the post do the work and then people, you know, and people are sharing it and then you get, and then you get a little involved and someone has a story and I'll just reshare the story. And they're like, Oh my God, the tra- your fan trash man, reshare my story. <laughs> you know, and it's just a way to connect. You add your personality to the data. So it's a winning formula. All right, and then the the next one is is one that resonates very highly with me, and that's uh, building a team quickly. So explain that one. Yeah, so like I said, my nine to five is throwing trash. My seven to three is putting trash in the trash trucks. When I got to about, I want to say like 3,000 followers, and then I was getting like maybe like 50 to 75 DMs a day, I was like, okay. I'm gonna get fired one because every time they turn around, I'm gonna be in my car. <laughs> so there has to be a way to make this work where I'm responding to people, but I'm not responding. Right. And then I have a I have a close friend um, who has a, a master's degree in journalism, and she took some comp class and some PR class. So I was just like, "Hey, want to be my manager?" And she was just like, "Uh." Okay, sure. You know, it's something I'll use you as a guinea pig for when I really get a, a famous client and everything, and I'll know. And then literally, she's just changed. She's changed my life. Like your favorite trash man wouldn't be here without uh, Ariana Queen, and and the name of her company is called Right Here Right Now. And literally, she came up with the link tree, so you can go to my bio and get all my articles there. You can, you know, request media, request donation. She has the email set up and everything. So if I can't respond, she'll respond. And we're starting to learn each other. So now she can respond and sound like me. So yeah, it's, I, I can't do it without her because from seven to three, I'm throwing track. And like, to be honest, like when you put the request and you put the thing on there, literally this morning, I said, so what are my talking points with Tony? <laughs> like, what are we talking about? And she just sends a detailed text message. And I'm like, all right, I'm good. You know, I pay her once a month. You know, now that I've been on David Muir, she's like, oh, we need to revisit the contract. I'm like, oh, you're locked in. Okay. <laughs> you you, you got you to gotta fulfill the contract for his name. Can't get no more money. Because I'm not even, honest people think, I'm not making money off of this. I have not made a dime. 
off of this. I've literally spent all my money, all my time collecting money for the department. So now we're talking about ways I can, you know, maybe monetize or, you know, everyone loves the t-shirt. So, you know, I'll do it a little exclusive for you because you're my homie. Um, come October, I'm pretty sure I'm going to start selling some merch. That's great. That's awesome. We'll uh, we'll definitely keep an eye out for that. Now, that that's a good point to just take a quick tangent. Where can people find the T-shirts and any potential future merch that you're selling? So the T-shirts are a done bun. They're, they are done. I did them through Custom Ink. Um, that campaign is over. Um, I'm working with a couple of people now, um, maybe to get a website and then maybe to get some uh, merch from a vendor. I would love to sell masks and hoodie and masks and bring back the T-shirt and different colors and things. So just tell everybody to hold on. Just let me get my bearings. Let me get my foot in the ground. Let me you know get everything legit. And for sure, for October... I have some things for the kids coming out because, you know, I have kids, so I got to make sure the kids are taken care of. So I'm, 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 I'm in the trenches right now, just brainstorming and making sure that everything is, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, that everything is perfect before we roll some things out. And also know that everything that I do, still 15 to 25% will still go towards PPE fund, no matter what, no matter what, no matter what I do. I, I don't know what yet to have to we to see what the vendors are charging me, but 15 to 25% will still go to the PPE fund. Very, very cool. Now, and going back to your seven tips on social media, uh, the next tip is be humble and don't be afraid to talk to people. I know where that comes from because I'm a North Philly guy. So yeah, you, you, you can't survive in North Philly without talking to strangers. And, and being humble because I and often say humble. to people, you know, it doesn't matter where you're at in station in life or, you know, whatever, poor, rich, you know, white, black, yellow, whatever, right? What we're talking about is respect, which is something you learn very quickly in North Philly. It doesn't matter who you're talking to, just be respectful. And then people leave you alone. But See, if, you, if you're disrespectful, then you might not like the results in North Philly, that uh, is. I, I have a little theory about North Philly when it comes to respect. Either you give respect or you're taught respect. I love that slogan. You don't want to be taught respect by anybody in North Philly. Probably not. <laughs> so, and that's how I run the Instagram. Uh, when people comment or they like something or they share, I'm just as humble and respectful as I can be because that's truly me. I My manager does not have access to the Instagram. That was something I, I was not giving up. I, I just not I just wasn't comfortable with someone else speaking for me on my page. So if anybody ever wonders, is it really me responding to them? It's really me. All the emojis are me. <laughs> so I use a lot of emojis. So if you and you know, and I do get people that get a little testy or get a little um, unruly and stuff. And it's just how you handle things. You kill them with kindness, really. You and. and and, and literally, that's why I said I'm, I'm never going to be too big to talk to anybody because there were people, my, my first 200, 300 followers are just as important as my 20,000 followers. You guys get the same trash, your fave trash man all day long, all the way around, seven days a week, 365. And I'm never going to change. It's just not in me because I'm, I'm not with, you know, North Philly. We don't do fake well. 
No, that's yeah, that's that's one thing we can say pretty clearly that that's not prevalent in North Philly for sure. No, we do not do it well. So I just that's if you just be humble and respect people, even if they don't respect you, they'll learn to because you're giving them nothing but good things about yourself. Like you're not giving them anything, no fuel to the fire. So, yeah, that's a big one, because if you just keep it like that, you're good. Well, I think also it comes from, you know, respect comes from all facets, right? You need to have self-respect and some level of confidence, which is very prevalent. It's part of your fiber if you grew up in North (laughs) Philly. Um, You just have to be because it's a a little bit of a tough culture, right? And uh, It's a survival game. That's the only way you're going to survive is if you know yourself and respect yourself. And because, you know, a a lot of elderly people always tell me, you got to teach people how to treat you. That's a good point. There's there's a saying I heard recently, and unfortunately, I can't remember who who said it, so I I can't give attribution. I apologize, but it wasn't mine. I'm I'm taking this from wherever I found it, and it was it's not what the name they call you; it's the name you respond to, yeah. and that choice is yours, right? I mean, you can yeah. make the decision how you're going to react to when people call you a name or say something bad yeah. about you. Um, yeah, certainly. So I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And because I, I have a similar saying when I say you have a voice is whether you choose to use it. Everybody could be your fake freshman. Everybody has something that they want to advocate for. It's just whether you have the courage and, the, and you make the choice to use your voice. I just chose to use my voice at a really crucial time. And here we are. Yeah, exactly. I love it. All right. Next tip is relative to calls to action, right? Offering people clear ways to be able to help and to follow up. So talk a little bit about that, how you've set up your calls to action. I'm looking at the the post that they shared on your Technically article, which is your your post about how can I help the sanitation department and you have the order a t-shirt, donate goods, contact City Hall with the contact information there make signs for your home supporting the sanitation workers so that you know you know that that you're making an impact and that you're helping them to feel good because their emotional well-being right. and mental health is also important yeah. um, and then also of course following at underscore your fave trash man uh, mm-hmm. so how did you come up with that strategy was that through the support of your team or did you kind of always have that built in I kind of always had that built in that because I always say we, I'm not going to be able to do this without the public. But, you know, going back to being a dad, when you want your kids to do something, your kids expect you to make it the easiest way possible. And that's the approach I took. If I wanted the public to help me, I literally wanted to spell it out, make it as easy as possible. So there's like no choice to like, if you're not doing this, then there's something wrong with you because this is the easiest thing. All you have to do is call a number and ask City Hall, why doesn't sanitation have hazardous pay in England? Yeah, I mean, uh, thank you for that. If everyone clearly communicated the way you're describing, we'd have a whole host of less issues to discuss, right? We would be so much better off if people could just communicate clearly. And and so that's a fact that I, that's a, a, a talent that I knew I had so when, when people, when I first started, people was like, well, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? Here's what you can do. So now even at, you know, 19,000 followers, I sometimes have to repost things because I'm like, guys, it's here. Like 
you know, for one instance, I have a, a highlight where it says, these are the sanitation centers. If you don't want to wait for us to come get your trash or you're having, you know, panic attacks because we haven't gotten to your block yet, look at my highlights, go to your nearest sanitation center, call first, let them know you're coming and go drop everything off. Literally, people have DM'd me and said, it's actually become a way of their life now. They don't even wait for us to come. As soon as they get to a certain point, they call, they make an appointment, they go and drop their stuff off. And now they make it a thing with their kids. So kids are you know, wearing things like their sanitation. So it's become a whole new thing. When it's been here forever. <laughs> you're, 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 you're the reason, though. You're the reason. You're making people more efficient because you're just clearly delivering a message. And I think, honestly, if we're speaking candidly, I, I honestly don't associate with either party, right? I, I really think that's all just red team, blue team. It really doesn't make much sense to me. But politicians as a whole, if they just were more clear and less bureaucratic, right, we would have just so much more transparency and it would be so much more efficient. Because as you said, there's the sanitation uh, drop-off point on Umbria Street. That's the one I'm familiar with. Yeah. And that's in uh, Lower Roxborough near yeah, Maniac, that, just that, outside yeah. of Maniac. And yeah. you can go there. You can drive there and drop off you know, your trash. You can make an appointment, as you said. The people are super friendly. They're very helpful. They're, they're just normal human beings like the rest of us. Why is this not being clearly delivered? Rather than these crazy, you know, COVID-19 text messages that the city's sending out that doesn't really provide you with clear answers. The same applies to, you know, restaurants, hospitality, workers. They're all saying the same thing. The government isn't helping. And it's been months and months and months of this. And what are they doing behind closed doors? You know, why are they not coming up with a clear communication strategy? I think it's been it's been that way for so long someone wants to communicate clearly but they're scared because who wants to ruffle a feather like the government <laughs> be honest i don't mind <laughs> i wouldn't mind but i'm not in that position yet people like who don't want to speak out like oh what is the public want to think the public wants you to tell them the truth <laughs> We, when I give my trash updates, it's sometimes contradicting to what powers that be may say, but I'm only going to tell you what I know to be my truth. If it doesn't happen, I'm human. I fall short every day. I will apologize. Hey, guys, change of plan. We were on Monday's route, but we got it up midday. So now we're switching to Tuesday's route. That's just, that's it. That's it. And politicians go, hey, guys, we really are struggling with the city's budget right now. And there's a lot of things we're trying to do. COVID is kicking our butts. We really don't know where to put the money. What do you guys think? We elected you guys. Let us tell you where we think the money should go. Yeah, I I mean, I, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that transparency and kind of owning your failures, right? We're all human beings. We all fail. Nobody's perfect. So, you know, uh, and this, by the way, is your last of the seven tips, giving people the information that they need and want, right? Just being transparent. And that's what builds trust. That's what builds, you know, solid communication and belief in another human being is just saying, 
these politicians who walk around and it's like, you know, they're the most perfect people. They walk on eggshells and they won't say something because they're afraid of it, you know, being a mistake or whatever. It's fine. You're a human being. Just admit that we don't know. We don't have all the answers right now. Instead of telling people, oh, it's on surfaces. And then next week, it's not on surfaces. And then the following week, leave your Amazon packages outside for five days. And then the next week, it's, you know, it's this, it's that. And see, that's where they lose the trust. It's so much back and forth. You're not making it, you're not spelling it out and you're not making it easy. I'll tell you a little experiment I did. I told you the streets department recently started posting updates a little bit after I started. So I copied and pasted the same update, right? I have a notification when they update it. Update it. That's that's for for time's sake. The streets posted it at 522 just now, right? I would copy and paste it and paste it at 530. And then I would wait eight minutes because I waited eight minutes to post it. Literally the same exact post as the street department has would have like, they would have like 35 likes and the same exact post, I would have like 730. And I was like, it's the same post. And then my manager was like, but it's not the same trust. That's exactly right. Yeah. And that's, I think actually one of the core things about your whole message, right? Is it's very transparent. It's also just very genuine going back yeah. to the beginning of what we were talking about and people want to engage with that. They want to they want to feel that genuine connection, especially. especially yeah, especially now. Exactly right. So, yeah. And I just I, I just this is like literally we were post COVID. We go to the bar, get a couple of drinks or something. This is going to be me regardless. This is I'm going to talk to every stranger. I'm going to just say hi, say what's up, because. Especially right now, people just want to feel good about something. Like, it was so funny. This resonates with me. One of the followers posted on one of my posts was like, "You are literally the only bet, the only good thing about 2020." And it just, <laughs> it just tickles me so much. But it's really appreciative, and it just humbles me because now I have a responsibility. I take it really serious. I take it really serious. So. I just it's 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 a great it's a great feeling it's a great ride it's a great message and I'm I'm a ride I'm a ride until the wheels fall off and I keep telling them I'm not stopping till I get to hazardous pay for first here Philly and then nationally so you know if I, I I'm willing to climb the tree the mountain bungee jump whatever I got to do to get to the table to have these conversations then that's what I'm going to do. Love that, Terrell. Love it. Well, thank you so much again for being on the show and for sharing all of this with us and for being so open and so candid with everything, with your message, with us, all of it. We, we really appreciated it. I appreciate Listen, I appreciate it, man. And I got your number now. So, you know, you guys are definitely can be privy to some first and to, to some exclusive when things roll out. And it just, I just it literally is all about partnerships. You know, it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. I can't do it by myself and I don't want to do it by myself. You know, I'm all for it. If I eat, we all eat. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think uh, as a good ending message, the more we collaborate and work together rather than against each other, the more we can achieve. For sure. Stronger together. 